in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Look at this beautiful Thursday. My goodness, the sun is shining. We have another terrific weather day, folks. These are, as my dad used to call them, a bonus day. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It is AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And as we always say, you can always... Uh, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. So this is remarkable what is, is happening right now. And we're going to be uh, signing on on Facebook Live in, in just a moment, folks. But the, uh, the late developments, you know, this is what, you, what you're seeing right now with not only the governor's race. It's really the governor's race, but there's a lot of it's very, very fluid. And you see these elections around the country. And before we fully begin, I also just want to make mention that that, that Biden, uh, President Biden, whatever that was last night, where at this point, they basically just use him. They seemingly use President Biden to go into this whole thing. That's, that's his now, his role is the Democrat Party, right, where everybody has a role. And the role of President Biden at this point, seems to be that of that they just wind him up and then he starts, you know, talking about democracy and democracy's under attack. I got news for you, folks. If anyone wonders about and I want to welcome in. I see now we have uh, hit the airwaves here. Here we go. Uh, we are live on Facebook. It is the noon report. Um Hold on. Please share is what I want to say. Um, and, and I want to just welcome everybody in that enjoys our live simulcast. It gets bigger and bigger. Folks, the big news of the day locally is this situation with Governor McKee. So in, in the governor um, out and I want to walk you through a little bit and we will play some sound. But um, good afternoon to everybody tuning in, part of our live simulcast. This is the Noon Report on Facebook Live. And, folks, this portion of the program at 12.08 on the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you heard it last hour, I started talking about it. I played some of the audio. It is rocketed across the media. And um, this whole business of Governor McKee. But I'm going to explain that it's worth the buildup. For you to hear the whole thing and and have it explained to what what's really going, but I'm telling you right now that that is an eye opener with with Governor McKee, and he's going to be in a foul mood tonight. He is absolutely going to be in a foul mood tonight when, for the final debate on stage on Channel Ten, seven o'clock against Ashley Kalis, who you you know we look so bad. It was in the New York Post. Rhode Island <coughs> gubernatorial candidate because she called someone a, lo- a pathetic loser. What is so unfair to the Kalis campaign, and folks, good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live, and I'm going to point the finger. I will name names. 
it was WPRO that put it in motion that the Globe wasn't even doing that with these text messages that somehow it was homophobic slurs in there. And that question, if you watch Facebook Live last night, I, I played it and I had not even heard it. But the question was phrased to Ashley Kalis, did you mean to use a homophobic slur? What kind of question? So then she says, no, of course not. And then, boom, the headline, Kalis denies homophobic slur. What kind of question is that? That is along the lines of, do you still beat your wife? Which you don't hear anymore, thank God. But I think you get the gist of it. You know, do you still do you still have a drinking problem? No, I never had a drink. You know, so-and-so, Kalis denies drinking problem. What kind of question is that? That 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 changed the dynamic of the whole thing. It went from four-year-old text of an argument to a, a, a contractor in Illinois to a candidate denying homophobic only because WPRO said, oh, well, she used the word uh, he's bottom of the barrel and bottom feeder and bottom. That's a, a gay slur. I mean... So they actually asked her the question, and then, of course, she had to answer it, and boom, that puts it in play. So then the headline is not, Kalis used gay slur. Kalis denies using, you know, thanks a lot. Boy, if there's anyone, when this whole thing is over with, well, we already know. uh, Governor McKee owes a big debt of gratitude to Down the Dial, my old station. They have gone out of their way to help him. Sabotage the Kalis campaign, uh, even to the point where, you know, Governor McKee keeps pointing out what well, was on the Dan York show that Attorney General Peter Kilmartin, uh, excuse me, Attorney General Peter Narona said that he uh, he thinks it was it, 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 it's unfair. Boom. That was the whole reason they had him on. Notice that wasn't reported anywhere else. But let me just stay and, and talk. But I, I want to talk about and I want you to hear this several dynamics, folks. Uh, again, good afternoon to everybody on AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and then, of course, our Facebook Live crowd. Folks, this portion of the program, and it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, I just saw there's a report. Parents are upset. They're waiting six hours at Hasbro in the emergency room. And and this is something that I've told you about, the, the growing wait times at hospital emergency rooms. Folks, AtMed Urgent Care, <coughs> excuse me, you don't have that problem. With that med, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Johnston, the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. They're open seven days a week. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment services are available, immunization, school, sports, physicals, but also cost-efficient healthcare alternative. Listen, it's really simple. The next time you say, hey, this is an emergency room, we even say, I need to bring you to the emergency room, go to... At Med Urgent Care. They will see them within 30 minutes. 1524 Atwood Johnson. They have doctors. They have nurses. What don't they have? A long wait time. And 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Work-related injuries. Walk-in routine. Urgent care. Physical exams. And remember, mononuclear antibody infusions. It's At Med Urgent Care. Find them on Facebook. Uh, excuse me. Look for them online at adminurgentcare.net. Now, folks, if you missed it, I did go to the state house yesterday. That was very revealing. I don't think people fully understand how, how revealing that was even to me. 
And especially if you've seen the interviews of who I was interviewing at the end, that is a big Liberian population. Yes, they're from Africa. Where do they live? Take a guess. They live right here in Rhode Island. Who are they voting for? Governor McKee and Seth, Seth Magazina. You can see the interview. That woman, I don't know what she's talking about. There's several of them. Now, they're the leaders of the community. Rhode Island has, the, I believe, the largest Liberian population in the entire United States. The biggest Liberian population outside of Africa is in Rhode Island. You got to know, they're all, they, they're all on the voter rolls. They're all on the voter rolls. And as much as they may, oh, no, we're American citizens. Yeah, okay, you're American citizens. As Sabina Matos says, no, they're Rhode Island citizens. Folks, here's the part I want you to understand. Those women that I interviewed yesterday, <coughs> they're the leaders of it. They go door to door within the Liberian community. Everybody's registered to vote. What, do you think they're all citizens? Hardly. Of course not. All on the voter rolls. Then they collect all the mail ballots. Dan McKee, Seth Magaziner, Lieutenant Governor Matos. What do you think? I don't even know what they're giving. They're giving those people something. Not a lot. They buy them off. But are they paying taxes? No. Now, I'm sure they're working. They're definitely working. A lot of them are working. But they shouldn't be voting. But I want to get to this is really significant. With what happened, I played it in the first hour. I'm going to play some more audio right now. But, and I want to just double check. Ed Fitzpatrick used to work for the Providence Journal. He now works for the Boston Globe. He's part of the dynamic where the Boston Globe, Axios, some of these news organizations, they um, they don't have... Like, they, they don't have a Rhode Island Globe sports reporter. They just have the Boston Globe. They hire, like, four or five good, solid, experienced reporters. They don't do all the other, you know, death notices. They're not going to city council stuff. They just concentrate on certain areas. Police, politics, education. Dan McGowan we have on as the columnist. So one of the people that is a writer for them is Ed Fitzpatrick. Now, I've known Ed a long time. As I said, he was at the Providence Journal. And he does these uh, this podcast for the Boston Globe, focusing on Rhode Island. He also, he, I, I believe, you know, he did a story on Ashley K, but he went to where she's in the gym. I think he might have even gotten in the ring with her a little bit. So he does a story, excuse me, it was just dropped this morning. Governor McKee deals with cards, right cast scores, and criticism. So there's parts of this where he agrees, and they're at, it looks like they're at the McKee campaign office. Because the governor's sitting at a table, and behind him is a sign that says Governor Dan McKee. And then there's another room, Governor Dan McKee. And so it's Governor McKee, it's... Ed Fitzpatrick of the Boston Globe. And then it's also Alana Cerrone, who used to be at Channel 6. She's the spokesperson for the governor. She also works on the campaign. So I, I, I don't know exactly how this came about. But Governor McKee gets the idea that they want to do kind of a light, in his mind, positive article with the Globe. 
but he somehow misses the point that it's a podcast. <clears throat> now, I want to say this at 1217 about Governor McKee. As we know, and, and we've made light of it, he, um, he started to feature his mom in one of the campaign commercials. And then last Friday, when Ashley Kalis and then the lieutenant governor candidate, Aaron Gukian, were receiving endorsements. Nick Oliver, who I've had on the show, he resigned as an a, a election official in East Providence, I believe. He starts saying that the, the, the press conference and the endorsements were about the elderly. And he start, he did. Nick Oliver, not Ashley, not, not Aaron. They start teeing off and they call Willa McKee, the governor, the governor, hey, Dan, that's right. He, he calls her a prop. So the governor's people, they get really upset about it. And, you know, the governor had that commercial. And I want to be very clear. I, the commercial was effective. It cut through. Whoever, the people, they followed him around. And the governor's running commercial now where he's like, I think he's, you know, he's got a basketball and so forth. But. They have the governor and, and uh, they're playing cards with the mom. And, uh, you know, it just it, it was a well done commercial. I think I think I heard it was even uh, his son was involved in the making of that. So but hear me out. So I get the feeling <clears throat> that as Governor McKee is explaining to Ed Fitzpatrick, here's what I heard from a McKee person this morning. That the governor <clears throat> felt for whatever reason. He, he suddenly felt, I want to find, I'm trying to find the right word, Vi- I don't know, violated. He felt that the reporter at Ed Fitzpatrick was mocking him about this card game. <laughs> and then the thing, the, the, the interview just went off the, off the tracks. So I think it was probably telling, hey, he wants to come over and he just wants to, it'll be a light story. He's only there. The interview is 16 minutes. So just kind of a light piece. But at some point, as the governor is explaining the card game, now it sounds very personal to Governor McKee. You know, he started his tradition with his parents when he was a senior in college, I think he said. And now he plays with his family. So listen, and I want to be really clear at 1220. I, I think it's it's nice. Uh, I come from a, a large family. I, I have no problem with that. It is kind of nice, like a holiday thing. Um so part of me feels bad that <clears throat> the governor suddenly felt that, in, in a way, the reporter was kind of mocking him <laughs> about the card game with the mother. And then the questions start, and then the Governor McKee just, he, he it's clearly, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I think many times, this is what's important at 1221 for you to understand. Many times when a print reporter is interviewing someone. They will record it so they don't have to write everything down. And then they'll refer to it as their notes. So you are a print reporter, like for the Providence Journal of the Boston Globe. You're going to go and interview someone. They record it. Why? So then they can listen back. They could still also be taking notes. But part of that, someone could say, hey, I didn't say that. Well, you know, I got the tape right here. But mostly it's for memory. However, it doesn't show up in in the article, right? It doesn't show up in the article. Bob Woodward, by the way, he does this trick. The author, all the president's men, Washington Post, he does the trick where he says, this is just for my memory. 
He gets them. So you're like, oh, okay. And then he writes a story. Then he releases the audio after that. So, But Governor McKee, to me, clearly doesn't get that this is going to be a podcast. He seems to think it's just going to be written print. Because you hear the governor say, you know, I don't like the way this you're going to write this story. <clears throat> and then Governor McKee even says, I don't, I, you know, he's clearly thinking just his words are going to be there, but not that, I, I, that you're not going to hear them. So he's very confrontational. And it starts right off the bat. And and, and what, what I want you to understand, that the rest of the media are not going to tell you at 1222, in this interview, in this story, number one, he's really confrontational with Ed Fitzpatrick of the Globe, who's well-respected and considered a very nice guy amongst other reporters, number one. Number two, he totally, what did Governor McKee say about Ashley Kayla? She's a seagull manager type, craps all over everything, sea, seagull manager, like a seagull flying, just crapping all over everything. So he takes shots at McGowan. Yeah, tell McGowan to report that right. And then when he's referencing the people about the FBI thing, he's, he's talking about WPRO. So Governor McKee, this is supposed to be the final interview, and it's supposed to be lighthearted. Now, whatever it was, Ed Fitzpatrick, and I'll play right out of the box, starts with many people would say you were dealt a very good hand. You were given $2 billion. You're all the federal money, all the COVID money. So this whole tough of we were dealt a bad hand. Hey, listen, you got to be the guy to open everything up. You got to be the guy. COVID is waning down. You got to be the guy spreading all the money around. I mean, most people would say you were actually dealt a very good hand. And boom, boy, Governor McKee did not like that. He didn't like the way this was being framed. And this is a decision for the voters. All right, so Ashley Kalis, four years ago, texted a contractor in Illinois, hey, blank you, buddy. <clears throat> and that's supposed to make her unqualified. Governor McKee now. I was at, I was there at Rhode Island College after the Providence Journal public radio debate. When he went out, boom, he was blasting the two moderators, Ian Dion, Donis and um, the reporter for the Providence Journal, whose name escapes me. He was blasting them. He didn't like that in any way. <clears throat> he didn't like the, uh, the Channel 12 debate. He didn't like the way he was treated there by Ted Nisi and Tim White. He blames Channel 12 for the FBI probe. He blames them for the FBI probe. So Governor McKee's making it very clear. You want to talk about temperament. He, he's the one. He uses this final interview to go after Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, really going after Ed Fitzpatrick, questioning him. Did you ask? Did you ask? Have you ever been inside? Very confident. Governor McKee could have been like, let's just play the game. Yeah, you know, uh, some people may look at that way. You know, just kind of keep it moving. Oh, look at that. Be distracted. Oh, you got that. He's teaching him how to play the game. I guess the game is may I. But instead, the game goes off the rails. <clears throat> so you want to talk about temperament. I was there yesterday. This big thing. Ashley Kalis is not good for Rhode Island. Ashley Kalis and blah, blah, blah. The rest of me, they're looking at each other. So is this what the next four years is going to be like? He goes right after 
You tell McGowan to report that right. Well, now we're sending a message. Why don't you pick up the phone? Tell him that. He, he, he really crapped all over Ed Fitzpatrick. He went after McGowan. He went after the guys at Channel 12. And, and I, this past summer, the Providence Journal had a story. Governor McKee thought they got it wrong. He called a press conference that day. And there's video of him going after Tom Mooney of the Providence Journal. He's a very good reporter. And laying him out. So the feeling right now in the media, I, I question several things, is I, I don't know what to make of this. Um, I don't know the background. I don't see, they don't tell us exactly when this was done. So did they record? We don't know. We don't know when this was recorded. It got dropped this morning. And I'm telling you, and I'll play some of the audio, but he, he, I mean, uh, to me, how close is the race? Well, here's the thing. Governor McKee cannot afford, maybe can afford. He may feel he is enough in the lead that Ashley Kalis can't catch him and that he can afford to do this and he's still going to win. Because remember, you do have those three other candidates that are in the race. They're not going to get big numbers, but they're going to get 2% here, 2% there. You have three people. If they all get 2% of the vote, that's six points right there. So immediately, you don't need 50%. So this race could finish McKee. 45, right? Or even 44. Kayla's 39. And then the other three people just take up six points. Now, if they get 10 points, uh, I'm not, I don't know if that helps him or her, helps her or hurts her. People are tossing around, <clears throat> do I think it's a three point race? I think it could become one, but if you saw. Who I interviewed <laughs> yesterday at the state house, and I mean afterwards, those women from Africa that are all in Rhode Island and they're all voting. I I tend to their mail ballots already cast. So now Kayla's also from what I understand, Ashley Kalis has a big mail ballot operation. It's possible. I'm gonna play some of the sound. But I'm telling you, Governor McKee, what he has actually also done, though, is the 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 rest of the the rest the, the local media right now, everybody they're all looking at themselves like they're all kind of mortified, you know. Um, it it is in some ways it is a club. In some ways. Hmm. The local media is asking Attorney General Pina Narona's office for an official comment whether he's backing McKee and why. Good. I want to hear the answer to that. They keep pointing to that was an interview that Pork Boy did to then, quote, get it on the record. McKee keeps referring to it. U.S. Attorney Zachary Kona refused to comment. Surprised Narona didn't do the same. Yeah, I agree with that. 
See, they're all pointing to Dan York purposely had Narona on and at the very last second said, do you think it's fair, this FBI thing? And that was all, that's all they keep referencing. I think it's really interesting that that the attorney generals won't seemingly, hmm, won't, um, won't comment to anyone else about that. It's almost like they got the answer they wanted. Now, this is interesting. Ted Nisi, who's excellent at WPRI, hearing a bit of concern from Democrats about voter turnout in the first district. Providence is currently third in turnout statewide. Central Falls is last. Now, that's interesting. There's no big mayoral in Providence. And Cicilline's a shoe, shoe-in. And Magaziner is CD2. Hmm. I could be an opening for Kalis. That could absolutely be uh, an opening for Kalis. That's an interesting development. You know, one thing, the largest mail ballots so far have come from Warwick. 2000, that's interesting. Cranston second, Providence third. Early voters. That's an interesting dynamic. You know, one thing I've also noticed about Ashley Kalis, and I want to clarify, I want you to understand that his, Governor McKee, his conduct in this, he's, he's, I, 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 I am very now anxious to see the thing to watch is what the coverage is going to be like of the final debate of him on the rest of the media, Channel 12, 10. He's making it very clear. To me, Governor McKee is sending a message to local media that if he wins on Tuesday and he gets four years, get ready because he is going to be the seagull manager crapping all over the local media. That was, uh, that he, and I'm going to play the sound right now. That was, he just kind of became like unglued. But he is angry. Now, it's been a long campaign. The governor's going to be 72 next year. He's not a young guy. Um, who knows what type of news he was getting that then maybe he was upset about that? You know, you can carry that over. <clears throat> How many people have a bad day at work, come home, and, you know, they start barking at people? It, it happens. How about, um, oh, let me see this, where uh, Kalis reacts to McKee wreck interview at the Boston Globe. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be playing it between now and 2 o'clock. Let's see, the disrespect Dan McKee showed Ed Fitzpatrick was unbecoming of a governor. Ed asked straightforward questions about education, government transparency, and his response was to ridicule, deflect, blame, and whine. The governor questioned the journalistic integrity of two of the Boston Globe top reporters because it wasn't the, quote, positive interview he was expecting. The governor of Rhode Island shouldn't get flushed or angry when asked simple questions by the press. The majority of voters have already dismissed him as a credible candidate, but the despicable behavior will highlight that for even more. 
Ashley's interview for the Rhode Island Report lasted more than an hour and a half. She never once criticized Ed for the questions. She answered them honestly and thorough. He got 15 minutes. They, they interviewed her for 90 minutes. If the press wants answers, maybe they should donate to McKee's campaign. Then he'll do whatever you ask. I don't blame her. That was, it is embarrassing. Totally unnecessary. they striking out. He has a reputation. But folks, I also, I want you to remember now. He's getting, pork boy, they are thick as thieves. They are thick as thieves. He and Fathead down the dial. And, you know, from what we understand, Daniel York is constantly ridiculing the other media. He uses the airwaves to do it. He was ripping into Tim White, Ted Nisi. He rips into all of them. He wants to work for McKee. He wants to be McKee's communication guy once he gets four years. That's the gentleman's agreement they have. <clears throat> Does anyone doubt that at this point? The fact he's been allowed to carry on this charade of being a radio surrogate is unprecedented. But as I have said, sadly, it speaks more about the people that are allowing it than him himself. But the, the, everyone is taking notice of his demeanor. So Governor McKee, here's what he has to do. He's going to do tonight for an hour. And Ashley Kalis, I think, is going to pound him. And one thing about Gene Valicenti, he, he will let them debate. And McKee won't have anywhere to run and anywhere to hide. You know, he was saying last time, hey, Tim, uh, tell her, you know, to Tim White. Like yelling to the ref, hey, they're pushing me underneath. Dan McGowan wrote that great piece. He, he argues about the ref too many times. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1235 on this Thursday. Well, if you want to feel more confident control of your financial life, Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized goal-based advice based on short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments, financial solutions with digital tools, regular meetings, Call Ameriprise Platinum Financial Services Advisor Tommy Bryan with Bryan Associates. Free consultation. Ready? Somebody type this into Facebook. 401-434-1510. Free consultation. Meet with Tommy. 401-434-1510. He's right in East Providence. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Remember, FINRA and SIPC. Now, remember, how can you feel more confident and control of your financial life? At Ameriprise, your advisor works with you. Personalized, goal-based financial advice focuses on both your short-term and long-term goals. Regularly scheduled meetings. Suite of digital tools, accessed at any time, anywhere, help you track your progress with an Ameriprise advisor by your side. You're going to feel more confident. you got to have a plan. Call. I'm offering you a free consultation. This is worth it. Tommy Bryan, Ameriprise Platinum Financial Services Advisor Tom Bryan. You can trust him. He is knowledgeable. He is thorough. He is dependable. 
1510. There's no obligation. 401-434-1510. Now, folks, check out to Petro.com. We have we have the story that I, I still think the media is unfair. They're given certain people free passes, but we're not gonna beleaguer it. But but you can check it out on the website, depetro.com. We also have the video from yesterday when I was at that uh Kalis wrong for Rhode Island rally that, that was basically destroyed now by Governor McKee's reaction on this this Boston Globe podcast, which I'm going to play the sound of. And petro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincident, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick. Folks, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge, they're waiting for you at the Coincident. All right, I want to play some of the sound from the podcast. And I recognize I played, I'm going to play more, I'm going to play the whole thing next hour. I played the whole thing last hour. I, 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 for the life of me, I, he either feels it's, it's got to be one of two things. Either Governor McKee feels that he is in the lead and she cannot catch him or he just had a complete meltdown. Listen to I'm going to do a little stop and start. This is the Boston Globe podcast playing cards with Governor Dan McKee. And he he is just very upset. Throughout this whole thing, let's listen to this. Part. After the election days and, and, and election years, bad argument. You know, and I know we're supposed to be playing cards here, but you're really rolling this into an area where I'm concerned about how you're going to report this. So wow. the fact of the matter is, did, did you complain about the 62 days last year? Just want to let you know. Did you complain about the 62 days? About the issues? Did you complain about the 62 days last year? Do you think that you can go to the calendar and change dates? 62 days, no problem, came out October 28th. They get the information on September 12th. 62 days later, just happens to be after November 8th. What is the difference in the time schedule? Wasn't a problem with you last year? Was it a problem with anybody involved in the campaign last year, whether they were working against me or not? No. Either believe Ride or you don't. Ride has the information on September 12th. There was a big effort last week to show that I, you know, somehow was incorrectly giving information. I'm worried about the storyline that you're ready to, to ready to report. Wow. Question. You, you can control the answers. You can't control the questions. I mean, I, I think you've answered the question. Well, it'd be interesting how you report it. Back to Dan McGowan. Oh. Yes. Tell him to report it correctly. Oh. And then I'll answer What's the question. What's incorrect? No, I don't correct want to is... Information came July 25th. Oh. About the date was later last year. It was, but you got the information later. He thinks that you, as the chief executive of the state of Rhode Island, could make it happen if you wanted to. Yes. I'm telling you that's not true. Okay. You no the one believes then. that. It's only come out after the election day. No one. And, and election. Now, what they're talking about is the test scores. And Dan McGowan wrote that piece, just released the damn test scores. They have them. Now, Governor McKee also first said we don't have them. Then he clarified and said, well, I don't have them. Come on. Is there anyone that believes that they could? Everything he talks about, if he wanted to, I believe they could release them. So now this is also tell Dan to, re- to report it correctly. Let me hear this next piece. Um, Period. Here we go. The people who are reporting this that are trying to shape it in such a way to make people believe things that are not true, they're being dishonest. 
Channel 12 screen dishonest. point, though, where the U.S. attorney or the FBI or someone says, we've concluded our investigation, we've found nothing, go call them. Do you want them to before election day? Go call them. I don't control what I don't control. Ask them. The has answered the question. The attacks during this campaign are nothing but politics. People who are making the attacks are unfair, they're dishonest, and one of the words is shameful. And so when you talk about the work that I've done and then categorize me in a category like that, um, it's all about politics. I want you to make sure you hear me. And, I, and, and this is supposed to be a piece that is, that is uh, you know, somewhat of a positive piece. I'm not looking for anybody to question oh. what I just said. And that's what I get over and over again. Right? Exactly. Oh, there's, a, there's this and there's that. I'll go with the Attorney General, who, by the way, is supporting my campaign. The people who are reporting this. You know, I want to, um, what they, I want to just, folks, and again, that is, you can hear. I mean, Governor McKee is seething at the whole thing. He also made an accusation that Governor Raimondo left 90,000 vaccines on the shelf. Wow, that we have not heard before. But what he's referring to is, let me, I want to just, this business, this thing. Now, the media's going to dig in with Pina Narona. Notice he also says Narona. He doesn't say the attorney general. He's really dug down on that. What this comes down to, what Governor McKee is referring to, is as I said, Pork Boy had him on. Dan York had him on. McGee rejected the criticism, noting Pina Narona told Dan York the attacks regarding the investigation were unfair. Because no law enforcement agencies have said any wrongdoing took place. Now, a lot of people are surprised that. Now, that was a 23-minute interview. The whole re- When was that done? October 12th. The whole reason York had him on was to throw that question in at the end. Do you think it's unfair? So, Nerona said, well, the fact that there's been no proven wrongdoing, yeah. I would imagine on that, that's unfair. Boom, they go with that. See, he says it's unfair. Now, I'm anxious to see the media now is going to be all over Attorney General Peter Naroda. Is this true? Are you, are you actually, are, are you supporting his campaign? This is not what Attorney General Peter Naroda wants either, by the way. By any stretch. So now someone had pointed out to me, and folks, good afternoon at 1244. Someone pointed out it's the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM on this beautiful Thursday. U.S. Attorney Zach Kuna refused to comment on the ILO investigation. And this person's right. I'm surprised Peter Rota didn't do the same. Especially after the criticism James Comey took for the press conference he held in the closing days of the Clinton-Trump thing. They're hanging their entire hat on this business that, well, Nerona is supporting McKee and said he thinks it's unfair. So I, I, I want to hear that verified because I, the, my interpretation of it. My interpretation was the Attorney General Peter Neron was saying, I think it's unfair because 
no one's been charged with a crime. That was my interpretation of not it's unfair because there's nothing there. So that when the word unfair that Governor McKee is really harping on, as does Porkboy, his radio surrogate. Folks, is there anyone that has any question that should Dan McKee get elected for four years? Two people immediately have jobs. One is Tony Silva, his former chief of staff. Tony's coming back. We're putting the band back together. The next one is going to be York, without question. And I, I, he will maybe he's going to be set up to be the gatekeeper for the media. Something with that. I'm just looking at this other tweet. If you're going to tell people they must vote for your side to keep a dangerous authoritarian out, you also do what you can to make them feel ideological, comfortable. The problem with the pro-democracy rhetoric. That Biden speech last night was a disgrace. But this McKee interview, I'm looking at another reporter. This was honestly so stressful to listen to. So much respect to Fitzprovidence for staying calm and collected. I would not have been that composed. She's a writer for the Providence Journal. Cool as can be. I wasn't even that composed listening to it. Fitz showed once again he's one of the best in the business. He did. He did keep his kind of cool. Governor McKee, I'm worried about the storyline you're going to report. Fitz Providence and Fitzpatrick of the Globe. I just asked a question. You, you can control the answers. You can't control the questions. Whew. I want to just see some of these other comments. Brian Amaral, who I saw yesterday at the State House, Governor Key's in office more than a year and a half, still off, doesn't often, doesn't take well to probing questions like these, perfectly reasonable ones by Fitz Providence. Some brutal moments. Fitz was unflappable. So some of the, he really didn't like, he didn't like any of it actually, but he really didn't like the education stuff. He didn't like the first question about the, the, um, how about you've never been in any of these our schools, have you? Go ahead, call them. Let me just see. Um, that was the most defensive interview. I don't know if I know that person. It's a Providence person. How that escalated to use a transit metaphor, it went off the rails and did not get back on the rails. Someone else put incredible that this guy is governor. His petulance for attacking, undermining his media is, is particularly galling. Most embarrassing moment when he said, This is supposed to be somewhat of a positive piece. Now, you know, people aren't going to like it, but I, I don't, I don't know what to mean. That was other comments. That was hard to listen to. Whew. But I, I'm willing to bet that the the um, the people that worked for him, whether it was Doctor Scott or uh, Tom McCarthy, I, I'm willing to bet that they know this side of the governor. So as much as 
<laughs> what is this ad? Actual ad running before the Georgia midterms. Whites may, may, may not be. Who's running this ad? I'll play it next hour. I want to stay on schedule. Progressive Democrats. Stop left-wing racism. Who's the ad for? Oh, is it just a general paid for America First legal? Um... Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. We are all entitled to equal treatment under law. America First Legal paid for this ad. When did racism... <laughs> My God! That's an ad in Georgia. Folks, good afternoon at 1250. The McKee uh, interview with Ed Fitzpatrick. I'm going to play that in its entirety again next hour. I'm going to try to play some of it. It's supposed to be a card game. How about when Governor McKee saying this is supposed to be a positive story here? Hmm. Well, they're going to be on the stage tonight. They are going to be on the stage tonight for their final debate. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. 24-hour emergency service. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Four generations. They'll keep you comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Matthews Oil Company, premier deal in Rhode Island. Listen, call right now and you get a $50 credit to start by mentioning the program. Four generations, try Matthews Energy uh, Oil Company. Well, they also will help you with all your energy, uh, whether it be um, electricity, where they can help you save money, or whether it's even natural gas. But four generations, Matthews Oil Company. They're based out of Cranston, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500, Matthews Oil Company. Hey, get your oil, get that tank filled up now. Now, right now it's 1252. I do want to play some of the um, the McKee interview with Ed Fitzpatrick. The, the only problem is you got to skip into it a little bit. But, um, it, meaning it doesn't, it's not the easiest thing to navigate into. But it's, um, it just, it goes off the rails so quickly. And... That that one that that interview was not worth doing. If if he and and I'm sure today he is spitting he is just spitting bullets upset. So if he's that upset now, um, okay, I think I have a little bit into it. Let me hear. This is uh, the Governor McKee. That's Boston Globe interview. Our schools were like in a hybrid, virtual, in or out, masked on, families concerned about the safety of their kids. No teachers, were, the teachers weren't a priority to vaccinate. Please go back and think about where we were and where it was being reported at the time. Just because now we vaccinate 90% of the teachers, when no one was going to vaccinate the teachers when I walked in, no one was willing to open up a small business when I walked in. So the notion that somehow this folklore, that somehow that, you know, just, no, that frustrates me. 
like somebody playing the wrong card in the May I, right? I mean, it is frustrating for that story to be told and described that way when we all live through an state of emergency that we've never seen before, right? And then when you talk about the schools, look, you've never been in the schools I've started, right? Have you walked into a mayoral cabinet? Listen to this. I feel valid prep. I've been up there, yeah. yeah. I know education better than anybody that's ever sat in my seat. I'm the only one who's opened up schools. Achievement First, the same thing. The schools in Woonsocket on the, on the Rice Prep, same thing. Excel Academy is opening up because of the work I did. Teacher of America is in the state of Rhode Island because of the work I did. I don't think that necessarily that everybody's paying close attention to the skill that it takes to take you from where you were when I walked in to where we are today. The McKee administration has faced scrutiny, including an FBI investigation, over a multi-million dollar contract that was in part for municipal education centers, such as the one he championed as mayor of Cumberland. Legislative committees conducted hearings into whether a company that received the contract had an unfair advantage because of its ties to McKee. So I asked him for an update. If you get a full four-year term, will you get back to the idea of having municipal education centers in other other parts of the state? All the nonsense is going around in that circle. All the nonsense um, is all politics. That's all it is. That's all it is. So we, I haven't, I haven't changed direction. I put forty-seven million dollars in the budget to open up municipal centers throughout the state. Of we have twenty-nine applications right this, now. Um, As we start educating people about the learning, the learning recovery, really, they're going to do it. And then we're going to make sure that they do three things with that money. Is one is they're going to show how we're going to uh, improve outcomes people of reading and math. Believe. The tone he takes with the goal. For our kids, by the way, parochial school kids, private school kids, homeschool kids, charter schools kids, mayoral academy, district school. So there's $47 million in the budget, 29 applicants to open municipal learning centers around the state? Yeah, they, they, they have to do uh, learning, they have to do jobs, and they have to do health. So all three of those things need to be dealt with that meets federal standards to use the money. And then all three of those things have to meet my standard in terms of releasing those dollars. So we're not, we're not backing off anything about what I know need to be done. You're talking about the nonsense. I, I guess you're talking about your, your opponent is hammering you over the FBI investigation. It looks like we're going to go to Election Day without hearing the results of Listen that. Listen to this part. So that... I've already told you the results of that. What are the results of that? No, they finished their investigation. No, that's I know personally what it is. So it's, a, it's really, it's really, look, you don't know. The, the attorney general, when he was asked publicly about the tactic of what they're trying to do or try to convince people of things that aren't true about me, he's called it unfair. She's dishonest. He said the people who are reporting this that are trying to shape it in such a way to make people believe things that aren't true. No charges have been filed. Period. Is there be a point, though, where the U.S. Attorney of the FBI or someone says, we've concluded our investigation, we've no found nothing? No Go call them. Did you want them to before Election Day? Go call them. I don't control what I don't control. Hang up on Ask them. them. Go call Can them. Just answer the question. The attacks during this campaign are nothing but politics. People who are making the attacks are unfair, they're dishonest, and one of the words is shameful. And so when you talk about the work that I've done and then categorize me in a category like that, um, it's all about politics.
I want you to make sure you hear me. And, I, and this is supposed to be a piece that is, that is uh, you know, somewhat of a positive piece. I know I'm not looking for anybody to question what I just said. And oh. that's what I get over and over again. Wow. Right? Oh, there's this and there's that. I'll go with the Attorney General, who, by the way, is supporting my campaign, as he is, is that the other candidates, most oh. candidates, as well as the state police supporting my campaign. Well, he gave them the both. FOP supporting my campaign. He gave I don't them know that means 3,000 with a body. It certainly means a lot to me. Sure. And, and this isn't meant to be positive or negative. I wanted to talk about what we're, you know, see about the card game, but also ask you about the issues you're facing in this race. Here's another issue. The state's not planning to release the student scores from the Rhode Island Comprehensive Assessment System, or RICAS, until after the part. election. McKee's opponent, I'm gonna play Ashley Kalis, is calling on McKee to release the results immediately. My colleague, columnist Dan McGowan, agrees. Dan McGowan's column, he said, Governor, you should release oh. the damn RICAS scores. Like, it, it, why, you know, if they were good, you wouldn't hold on to them after election day. Yeah, but that's accusatory, right? And, and I'm tired of this. So for the last two or three weeks, there's been a big effort to show that somehow I was holding cards that I, that, you know, that I wasn't willing to share. I don't have the scores. How clear can I be? No one believes that. that. Can you make them come out before election day? Do you want to see that? They don't have the scores in the condition that they said. <laughs> I don't understand what, what we don't get about this. All right. Last year, July 25th, the data was given to ride. He is so mad. 62 days later. Follow this. Hilarious. Let's 62 follow this. days later. All right, folks, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, uh, we're going to, we have another hour to go. I will be doing Facebook Live later, by the way. But next hour, you want to hear it. Radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website, which is depeachroad.com. McKee, unglued, off the rails, off the track. We're back on the other side after. WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. W-N-R-I.